Welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, created and hosted by Scott Knudsen, to explore the crossroads of horses and business. Now here's your host, Scott Knudsen. Hi, and welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knudsen. Today we have a, a fun show, something we want to do for the last year or so. Today we have Alicia Erickson on uh, Miss Rodeo Canada, and also you'll see her on social media, Socially Alicia. Alicia, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been a little time in the making here, but I'm glad we could finally get together. Absolutely. So we met at at the NFR in Las Vegas, and, and Judy Wagner of Montana Silversmith introduced us, and um, mm -hmm. boy, that was a great time for sure. It was. I, I absolutely love, I call them my family at Montana Silversmiths. They I met the team when I was Miss Rodeo Canada, and uh, the relationships with the people there have led me to meeting some uh, incredible people along the way in the Western industry. So very grateful for them. Yeah, and Judy's an icon for sure. Oh, we all love Judy. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's talk about you. So, um, so where are you coming from today? Are you in Canada? Or are you in the U.S.? You travel so much. <laughs> Well, today, yeah, I'm at home, one of my homes, uh, have a couple, but I was working, uh, it's called the Alberta Barrel Racing Finals in Pinoca, Alberta for the past week. And so I traveled to Pinoca and then I went uh, to more Southern Alberta to Brooks for an event put on by Nikki Flundra called Heart of the Horse and it's a colt training competition. So I went there and I did a little bit of some sideline interview type style stuff along with my social media. And today I'm back at home, unpacking my suitcase, doing some laundry and getting ready for the next one. Awesome. Awesome. Don't you love the lifestyle? I, I do. Everyone, when they ask me how I've been this summer, I say, I'm good. I'm busy. But if I wasn't, I'd be complaining. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you were growing up, is this something you wanted? Were you around horses in the Western industry? No, not really at all. So, well, that's, so when I, I grew up in a small town called Troshu, Alberta. And for those out there that might know Calgary as a location, it's about an hour and a half north and east of Calgary. Very small, home to the world's largest golf tee. And that's kind of about it. But uh, surrounded by agriculture, farming, ranching for sure. But both of my parents grew up on farms and ranches. And then when they got together, they moved into town. So I grew up in town, but I always had a dream of being a cowgirl. And that's because when I was about seven years old, I was going through one of the junk drawers in my mom's filing cabinets. And I found a picture of a woman it was like a black and white newspaper. And I pulled it out and she was on horseback and had a sash and had a crown and these, actually, I don't think it was a crown. I think it was a hat that had feathers in the crown of the hat was what it was. And I was like, what is this? I want to, I want to be like that. I want to have horses. And my mom, she said, that's me. I was the Troshu race meet queen back in, I, I can't remember what year, but ever since that day, I had this dream in mind that i really wanted to do everything with horses and I had no idea of what it would lead into today. How cool is that? You know, from one picture, it turns you into horses, into pageants. So you knew from an early age. Oh yeah. And my parents, they, I was one of those kids that I was very persistent with 
everything. If I wanted something, whether it was a dog or it was horseback riding lessons, and they said no, I respected them, but I was going to try to prove them wrong and make them decide that it was a good idea. So I would, you know, create bulletin boards of why it's okay and why I should be allowed to get a horse because they will teach me uh, responsibility. They'll teach me how to care for something. I will be responsible for the horse. I will ride every day. And so I'd chart out all the reasons why I should be allowed to do something. And that that was with everything in my life. It started with a dog, uh, ended with a horse and maybe a horse trailer. And I still kind of am that way. But they put me, I begged and begged and begged <laughs> them. They wanted me, I figure skated. And that was, that was okay because the local skating rink was not far from our house at all. I could walk there. But riding horses, on the other hand, as we know, is pretty expensive. And if you don't have them or you, you aren't surrounded by them, it can be kind of challenging sometimes to get into. So my parents finally put me in riding lessons. I don't know. I was still pretty young. And I, from there, you couldn't pull me off of a horse. <laughs> I love that story. I love how you put a plan in place and explain why it was important. <laughs> and how it would help you. And and I yeah, love that you yeah. called your shot. What what advice do you have to somebody out there that is seven to ten years old that's young that wants to go live their dream? Oh, there was a lot of times where I I would get really frustrated with my parents because I and now looking back I understand where their concerns and why they didn't want me to, to necessarily do the things I understand. But at that point in time it was frustrating because I'd see friends that were getting to live the lives that I really wanted to live that lived on a ranch or had horses or, or were out rodeoing with their family every single week or weekend. And that's the life that I wanted to live, which was quite opposite from what I, I grew up in. And if I had a piece of advice, it would probably be if you want something bad enough, there is going to be somebody out there that can help you take the next step. And from that person, there's going to be another person out there that can help you take the next step. And when you show your confidence and your want and your capability in something, in everything that I've done in my life, there's someone out there that sees that and is willing to help you. So with horseback riding lessons, it took my parents saying yes to put me in it. But once I got there, they saw the capability in me and that the horse riding lessons from a young girl turned into being um, an instructor, a, a trail riding leader, a what else did I do there? Oh, I taught an equine course in high school out of that ranch. Like it turned into so much more because they saw the capability and they were like, that girl's she wants to do good and she wants it. So we're going to help her and give her all the tools she needs to get there. Yeah. Man, that is great. I, I loved how you saw it and you put a plan in place and then you didn't waste the opportunity. Is that where your love for mentorship comes from? Um, I think in a deep rooted way, yes, because without the people in my life that made an impact and helped me along the way with the things that, you know, my parents or the roles that I had in place in my life, they couldn't in a way. So the, the people that came into my life mm -hmm. definitely were the, a big starter and a foundation for who I am today. And I always 
say, you know, be the person that you needed when you were younger, because sometimes we get, we get caught now, you know, me now, I don't realize sometimes that I'm a mentor or role model to someone until I stop and think for a minute and realize how many people might be looking up to me. Um, So I always think of that, you know, where I am now is someone I would have completely idolized when I was a little girl. And uh, isn't that cool how everything kind of flipped for you? Yeah, it is pretty cool. And I mean, it's cool, you know, it's cool how it flipped. And there's a lot of definitely a lot of obstacles and things in between that, like not everything was sunshine and rainbows. And I got told no a lot and, and, you know, failed a lot and did. But on the road to that, I learned the necessary lessons to become a better person and, and to build myself from that. So I think all in all, the Western industry is one worth fighting for and one worth finding your place in because I definitely wouldn't be the same person without the lessons that this industry has taught me. Absolutely. I appreciate you talking about failing too, because that's just part of it. To get better, you have to fail. That means you're trying. Oh yeah. And and a lot of people are afraid to either don't admit it or don't understand the opportunity. You know, failure creates opportunity. Mm -hmm. Oh, it does. I, for example, I, part of the, part of the journey of me becoming to where I am now was rodeo queening. And so when I saw my first ever, I think there was a, there was an ad in the newspaper for a rodeo queen. And that's where I saw the first competition that I ran in. Um, when I ran wow. for Miss Rodeo Canada, that was my biggest goal. Like I was so excited. That was the end of my rodeo queen career for me. I just want to get to Miss Rodeo Canada. I want to win and you know, the rest will be set. I'll figure life out from there. But when I ran for the first time, I didn't win and I didn't have a plan B. I was just so certain that I was going to win because I put everything I had into it. Uh, so I, when I failed from that, I really had to decide if I was going to take this experience and turn it into something positive or if I was going to take it and dwell on it because you can kind of go one or two ways with that yeah <laughs> man I, I love that story I love how you just you you failed but you still you double down on yourself you bet on yourself and you won yeah <laughs> I and there was I think you have to be okay with failing because when you put yourself out in public in public competitions or in the public eye like that, there's always a chance that something's going to happen or you get put in a situation that's not going to go the way that you want it to. But at the end of the day, you have to know that you did the best you could and you laid it all out on the line and you never open new doors unless you, you know, you never open new opportunities unless you you try and you do those things. So um, that was probably one of my biggest my biggest lessons from failure was when I lost Miss Rodeo Canada because that was all I wanted to do. And then it, when I, it didn't happen, I had to figure out a way to either make it happen or just take the loss and move on. Yeah. Uh, I love that grit, man. I love that grit. So, so what was more <laughs> exciting for you? Your first horse, your first horseback ride or the first pageant? <laughs> oh, um, That's a hard one, right? I'd have to think to ba- actually I have a picture of my first ever horseback ride and I was a tiny little girl and my parents uh family friends had a horse at the same place that I was I got to take riding lessons at and uh 
I was so excited. I had this little, it was like a neon bike, like, you know, bike riding helmet. I had one of those on and I, I, I had this purple, uh, it was a cold day out. So like a purple shelled bomber jacket on as a kid. And I, oh, and the, the bicycle helmet had this big yellow clip at the bottom of my, at the bottom of my chin. And you couldn't have wiped the smile off of my face. I was so excited. And I got to trot for the first and they were leading me and the girl that owned the horse was beside me holding my leg. I was pretty excited. But you know what, the first pageant for me, I think I would have been more excited for the horseback ride because the pageant was scary. Was it scary and intimidating? And when I was that young and riding a horse for the first time, it was just all fun no worries in the world, no doubts, just excitement. But running for Rodeo Queen for the first time was something that I had never put myself on the line like that before, like put myself out there in front of people. So that was a little bit more intimidating. (laughs) Yeah, I can only imagine. I I love that. I love that. And and now you're covering some of the biggest events in in the country, for sure, in both countries, (laughs) North America, which is cool, you know. And I want to talk about that a little bit later in the show is how you went from that first horseback ride to riding and some are covering some of the biggest events there is. Well, so yeah, it's- we're going to take a quick break. I can't believe the first session's already almost over first segment. So we're going to take a quick break and uh, just a couple of commercials. We're going to come right back with Alicia. We're going to talk about what it was like running for Miss Rodeo Canada and also what it was like winning. We'll be right back on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Thank you for listening to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with more. For more information on Scott Knudsen, the Cowboy Entrepreneur, visit us online at cowboyentrepreneur.com. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Hi, and welcome back to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knutson, here with Alicia Erickson. And please follow Alicia on on Instagram and on Facebook at Socially Alicia. Um, you'll see behind the scenes at some of the biggest events in the country, and uh, it, it's a fun uh, fun follow for sure. So, Alicia, let's talk about what it was like when you made that commitment to run for Miss Rodeo Canada again, and then what <laughs> it was like when you when you uh, got the crown. 
Mm -hmm. So the <laughs> I'll never forget the time. So when they crown Miss Rodeo Canada, it's at the Canadian Finals Rodeo that's either at the beginning, last week of October, beginning November, like in that period of time. And you are crowned in front of thousands of people in the dirt during kind of an intermission period. So it's a very, very big time to have your name announced. And I remember awesome. when I was waiting down there with all my friends, because all the girls that I ran against, you know, we're all friends. We've been doing this for years together. And when my name didn't get called, I was okay. You know, I, I'm not, I didn't take it like a hard sport or a, you know, a bad sport or anything, but the, the feeling didn't actually settle in until I got home. But one thing I'll tell you that I am so thankful that I did. And it, I don't, I don't know. I think I was just trying to push back all of the emotions of being upset and just get home. But I went up to every single one of my judges when I was done and I thanked them, which is something that sometimes awesome. you don't see at a lot of competitions when, when you lose. And I don't know why I did it, but I decided to. Um, and then when I was done and I got home and I kind of reflected, I was pretty miserable for a little bit. Not going to lie. I was a little bit salty and sour, as you know, probably everybody would be. <laughs> yeah. I thought, okay, yeah, if I'm going to be this hard on myself and this disappointed and I'm not going to get over it. There needs to be a, a different outcome. Either I see if I can run again and I try my hardest or I got to get over it and do something else. So I, I just had this feeling that my job wasn't done in that position. Like I had a, a role to serve as Miss Rodeo Canada. So I was going to do everything I could to get there. Um, so I did. I was Miss Pinocchio. You have to have a professional rodeo title in Canada in order to run for Miss Rodeo Canada. So I was Miss Pinocchio Stampede, where now I work, which is kind of cool. But uh, I was Miss Pinocchio Stampede. Awesome. And I talked to the guys and they said, you know what, Alicia, we love your commitment to the sport. We love everything that you've done for us. If you want to run again with our title, we'll do everything to support you. And they did. They did absolutely everything from me going to their brandings and um, uh, rehearsing my speech in front of everyone at a branding crowd or, you know, invi getting invited over to supper. And for those of you that don't know, the Pinocchio Stampede Board is all a group of men. So <laughs> it was pretty cool to see how much they support um, their rodeo queen and, and how passionate they are about making sure that she gets the awesome. support to do whatever she wants. But uh, they were very supportive. So I ran again and I worked so hard and I just said, you know, I'm going to have a plan B because if you don't have a plan B, you have to be there to win. But if you don't have a plan B, that's when it's really tough because you have nothing to fall back on. So I did. I had a plan B of going back to school for social work. Um, and I didn't even pack an outfit for, for crowning or for after crowning. I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to jinx it. I'm not going to pack anything. So when my name got called and I won, the automatic voice in my head was like, I don't even have anything ready. I didn't pack like I was going to win. I was just so ready to make sure that I was okay if I lost. <laughs> but anyways, right. yeah, it was, uh, it was a really, really cool experience. I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, I do believe that there was a reason that I was, I lost my first time and I won the second time because I ended up serving two years during the pandemic. So it things definitely happen for a reason and uh that's one of them wow wow 
It's it's amazing you, you tried it again. That just shows so much grit. But then your reward is not only being the queen, but you got it for two years, which is really cool. And and I, yeah. I, you know what? I'm so glad you said that about the board. You know, it's all men, but they supported you for the pageant because oh, yeah. there's so many rodeo boards that are you know majority men, and mm -hmm. uh, that was really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So so what was your first event as officially Miss Rodeo Canada? Do you remember? Yeah, the first thing I did was I went to, at the time it was in Denver, The um, I went to the market that was in Denver and I met my sponsors. So I met Judy with Montana Silversmith. I met um, Wrangler, uh, Jeff and Kathy. I met everybody. And then from there, I went straight to the National Western Stock Show in Colorado and did the downhill ski race and just got thrown um, into things knew nobody but just got on a plane and went by myself met all the girls stayed in a hotel room with five or six other girls one hotel room yeah and uh it's <laughs> and we had a lot of clothes and a lot of things so it was kind of hard sharing but it it was a way to make some new friends and definitely um step out of your comfort zone that's for sure Oh my goodness. What's that like getting thrown in the room with four other ladies, you know, from around the country? Well, I like to think about where I started as a, as a human being. I was a very shy little girl, believe it or not. And, um, teaching trail rides and, and doing lessons with on horseback and stuff that kind of got me out of my comfort zone. Cause I had to talk to people and do things and rodeo queening in general really got me out of my comfort zone. Cause the thing I used to hate the most was selling 50, 50 tickets because I'd have to walk in front of people and set and sell tickets <laughs> during rodeo performances. So that really helped me. Ooh, um, yeah, that's not good. But going walking, the thing that's really unique about rodeo queening is most of the girls that are involved, well, all of them have such similarities because you all love the exact same things. You might be completely different people, but you're all there for the same reason. Um, and you have a love for the Western industry. So, I mean, my Miss Rodeo America, Jordan Tierney, her and I are still best friends and she lives in Texas and we call each other every single day. And I don't think our friendship will ever really separate no matter how far we are, because we have so much in common of how we live our life day to day but being thrown into a room with that many girls was very intimidating but so cool like I just remember learning all these different things about the states that they lived in and they were learning stuff about me and by the end of it they had the Canadian some of them had the Canadian anthem memorized I had the Star Spangled Banner memorized and we were just looking forward to the next trip that we got together yeah, that is so cool. That is so cool. Well, one thing we definitely, uh, we have a lot of things in common. One thing for sure is the love of the Western industry and the people mm -hmm. that make it. Can you talk a little bit about what you saw when you were on the trail, on the pageant trail? Yeah. Oh, I saw a lot of things. But you want to know the thing that I fell in love with the most as a rodeo queen that I didn't really have an appreciation for before was stock contractors. Um, mm. So now, like I learned, one of my major sponsors is Miss Rodeo Canada with C5 Rodeo. Um, and they're just based out of Lac La Biche, Alberta, but they also have a, another ranch in Montana. Um, and of course, they're home to uh, 
F13 Virgil, who's the been, I think, two-time bareback horse of the world. And they have such great stock. But I got to meet Vern, um, the owner and the team, and work with them a bit as Miss Rodeo Canada. And then I asked them, I said, you know, I want to learn more about how you do what you do. You know, I only see the horses that the horses and bulls that come off of the trailer at a rodeo, but I don't see all the work that goes in behind closed doors. And that's something that I'd really like to know. So they invited me to uh, their ranch in Lac La Biche, um, to sort babies and brand in the fall. And they kind of get things together and ready to roll for the winter. And I was so amazed by all of it. I really had to cowgirl up because I will tell you that I have, they do things kind of, they definitely do things cowboy there. Uh, I wasn't ready for the ropes and the running and the horses and the wide open pastures like we had, <laughs> but I loved it. Um, and one of my biggest goals as Mr. Rodeo Canada was to be able to show people on social media the behind the scenes of rodeo and the athletes and the stock. And I got to do that by becoming friends with um, Vern and his team with C5 Rodeo. I'd show, you know, one of my biggest videos that went kind of viral on social media was a video of, uh, this was actually at the Calgary Stampede Ranch. I got to visit them too. But uh, I went when they were halter breaking their babies. And I had no, I'm like, why Why would you halter break bucking colts? That confuses me. I, I don't really know what that is, but I'll come. And they put me on one of their, Tyler Tom or uh, Tyler Crafts good ranch horses and they you know loaded these babies in a little chute and put a halter on them and then I'd dally up uh, to my horn and you'd teach these babies um, pressure to to release and to move forward wow. um, just by you know dallying on your horn and kind of walking them about arena the arena and I didn't realize that that's all for you know the safety and and the movement during rodeo performances so that when these horses get bigger and the pickup men go to you know uh, pick up the cowboy or move the horse out of the arena that they already know that pressure and release system because they've they've dealt with it as a baby so that's something that I would have never known if it wasn't for Miss Rodeo Canada and just finding a love to educate people about our industry I love the fact that you you asked the question, you got educated yourself. Don't you think knowing the behind the yeah. scenes like that helps you cover the big rodeos? Oh, yeah. I mean, I learn I learned just as much from wanting to educate other people that it excited me because I was getting educated and I okay, other people need to know this because if I didn't know this and I'm pretty well in depth in the industry I need to share it with other people because they're going to be blown away and something that I tell other girls um, when I teach or help at Rodeo Queen um, kind of clinics is I say we live a life uh -huh. that only a very small percent in this world get to live and it's so unique it's really important that you take the things that you don't like you might think are everyday things, just day-to-day -day riding horses, brushing, whatever. Those are things that people, like 99% of the world doesn't ever get to see or experience. And it's our job to be able to share that. And you can do that on social media and do that in a positive way. And uh, that was my one of my favorite things about being Miss Rodeo Canada was having the platform to do that. So cool. And it's so powerful, like you say, the social media side. But, I, you know, and I'm glad you mm -hmm. picked stock contractors because I don't think they get enough appreciation for what they do. And and my yeah. goodness, how how well they take care of their animals and they love their animals so much because it's their livelihood. 
but um, oh, you can yeah. just see the compassion for it. And I'm so glad you, you spoke about that. Yeah, definitely some of my favorite people in the industry. And I mean, that's that's one topic of many that we could cover because I met so many amazing people that I still, you know, every January, for example, I go back to Denver and visit Leon Vic and go sing the Canadian anthem at uh, the Denver Stock Show and Rodeo. And they're just my friends now. It's kind of an annual trip. And I would have never had that without doing um deciding to put rodeo queening in my life and the the amount of people that have impacted my life and it's pretty cool so cool so cool so let's talk <laughs> what is one of your most unique experiences as miss rodeo canada something that probably is way outside of riding with stock contractors oh oh well you know what one of my favorite i you know when you do something for two years the first year I didn't really get to, we had not a single rodeo in Canada the first year because of the time, 2020. But um, the second year when we got rodeo back in Canada in 2021, we had a condensed season. So it was rodeo, 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 which I loved. I was so busy. But uh, one of our bigger yeah. tour rodeos in Canada is called the Strathmore Stampede. And it's a rodeo where it has so many unique aspects to it. They're, they have chuck wagon racing they have running with the bulls and then they have the pro rodeo performance right. but i was kind of like huh what could i switch up at this rodeo and make unique about what i do here and i'm friends with a, a contract act that many of you might know out there her name's piper ewell she's just a i think she's 13 or 14 years old now um trick rider roman rider liberty she kind of does everything and i asked her you know how do you think your horse would do if I wrote him bareback in the arena and sang the anthem? <laughs> she said, Oh, I don't, I think he'd do just fine. So I said, Okay, do you mind if, if we try that? Because that was kind of my thing. I'd, I'd sing the anthems that I sang it one time at the Pinocchio Stampede, and then everywhere I went, it was like, Alicia, we'd love if you'd sing the anthem. And I said, Okay. And then they'd say, Well, can you ride a horse and do it? Sure, if you find me one that stands. And I'm like, Okay, let's just keep making it. Absolutely. So, Piper said, oh, uh, it was her horse, Spanky. He's a little Palomino horse. She said, he also, you can ride him with a war bridle if you want and bareback if you want and sing. Sure, why not? Let's try it at this rodeo. So here I am with a war bridle, bareback, microphone in my hand. Didn't really have any idea how it's going to go. And I got to go in the arena and sing our anthem. And it was so cool. It was also pouring rain. And I just remember running out of the arena bareback with this horse with a mic in my hand, just waving and smiling at people. And as I left the arena, the contestants were looking at me like, is that Alicia? Is that Miss Radio Canada riding that horse with no head stall and bareback? <laughs> and it, it was, that was one of my, I also on that same horse a little while later, um, and a rodeo called the Innisfail Pro Rodeo. I was in Piper's Act, and I rode him bareback over a flaming hoop as Miss Rodeo Canada. And I just, and I also was How like, cool. you know what? I'm just gonna do it. I'm not gonna ask my committee. I'm gonna uh, beg for forgiveness later because I, it'll go fine. And if it doesn't, I'll just hope they don't find out. <laughs> Absolutely, I love that. I love that. So, what was that like? Jump of the fire. I was scared for that one. I went that morning and I practiced. Um, 
but I didn't have as much faith because I was bareback jumping and there was fire. And sometimes horses are unpredictable with fire. Like sometimes they have good days. Sometimes they have bad days. But Piper's such a cowgirl. She was like, you just cowgirl up and do it, Alicia. He'll be fine. But I remember I was it was a dark, it was dark and outside and it's cool because this, the atmosphere of this rodeo, everyone kind of brings their lawn chairs and it's just a big hill. And then you're kind of in the, in the bottom part of this hill. And I was loping my way around and I come up the middle and I'm ready and I'm looking forward and this horse box at the last minute before he gets to the jump, like he kind of stutter stepped and I, I just grabbed the mane and away he went and he kind of took this last jump and uh, Piper's dad turned the flames down last minute. And it was pretty cool because the thing with being Miss Rodeo Canada too is I always want to leave something in a better place than where I found it. And not that it wasn't in a good place, but I thought, mm. okay, if I get the opportunity to do this, I want to be a cowgirl and I want to be a cowgirl the whole time throughout my reign. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean, I mean, a cowgirl means a bunch of different things. It means being honest and truthful and working hard and being dedicated to what you do. But it also means being a horsewoman. And if I have the power to do that, I want to show other people on a world stage that I, I can do that. And so can Miss Rodeo Canada. And that's what it's all about. So that's why I wanted to do all these different unique things was because I wanted to show people that Miss Rodeo Canada is so much more than just, you know, a sometimes people a pretty face or a, a pageant it's it's a horsewoman and it's someone who it's just someone who's a cowgirl I, I love that oh my goodness that's perfect I love the story too I mean it does show that for sure and um, I appreciate you sharing you know um, but I, we're, we're through a second segment already it's flying by on the third part of the show, though, I definitely want to talk about socially Alicia and, and how people, once again, they can yeah. follow you on Instagram and Facebook and, yeah. mm -hmm. and how you came up with that and, and how people can use social media for so much good. And that's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, Alicia, I appreciate you being on the show. And guys, hang on right after this commercial break. More with Alicia. Thank you for listening to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with more. For more information on Scott Knudsen, the Cowboy Entrepreneur, visit us online at CowboyEntrepreneur.com. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. 
Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Hi, and welcome back to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knudsen, with our special guest, Alicia Erickson. Miss Rodeo Canada for two years and socially, Alicia. You can follow her on Instagram and Facebook. And Alicia, so you also do freelance video work and you do so much. How do you go out there and find a good story? <laughs> well, you know how this all started was when, when I was done Miss Rodeo Canada and Jordan and I, the Miss Rodeo America during my reign as well, we both were like, you know, we thought more opportunities would just come our way and that we'd be saying no to jobs left, right, and center. Cause that's kind of what ha happens when you're done being a road, like Miss Rodeo Canada, Miss Rodeo America. It's like, you just know what you're going to do. And for both of us, we didn't really have that. And we didn't know if it was, you know, two stranger years where it was really hard on the Western industry. And we thought maybe that's it. But, uh, so I did, I had no idea what I was going to do when I was done. I have my background in youth justice studies and I wanted to go and finish my social work degree, but I really didn't want to go to school, back to school. And I wanted to just make some money because I was tired of not having money. Um, so when there I was in Sardio Canada, I was sitting in an airport at Dawson Creek, which is a small Northern rodeo. And uh, a gentleman was wanting to talk to me and, and I was, I was so tired. I had my headphones in and I was working or doing something, but I thought, no, I'm, I'm going to chat with him. And it was probably one of the most life-changing things because he sat beside me and he is one of the bigger sponsors of that rodeo. And he said to me, Oh, like, wow, Miss Rodeo Canada, is that a, it has to be a high paying job because look what you're doing. This is crazy. I said, no, it's a hundred percent volunteer full-time commitment. And he was just flabbergasted. He couldn't believe that for everything that I was doing, you know, you weren't getting da da da. And I said, no, it's, you know what it is. It's setting you up for success in the future. It's incredible. And it's a, and he said, well, what are you good at? How are you going to make money from this experience? And I said, I, I don't know. I, I got to think about that. He goes, well, you, you got to take a skill that you learned from this and apply that into your career. I said, well, you know, I've gotten really good at social media because that's the only thing I had to be able to communicate with people over the last year. And he said, well, you should look at the social media for my business. I'll, I'll show it to you. And so I looked at it and I, he asked me what my opinion was. I said, it's not very good. And he goes, well, what would you change about it? I said, well, what are your goals? I said, you run a, an oil field company, oil field rental company. What are your goals with the social media? He goes, I don't know what they are. I said, well, then why do you have it? And he said, I don't know. And I've never been questioned like that before. So anyways, he fired his people and hired me on the spot. And I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew that it was meant to happen. <laughs> and later on, he ended up being one of my kind of business coaches and helped me realize that I was able to make a career in in helping people with social media and marketing and, and branding themselves because of the experience that I have had as, as Miss Radio Canada and, and marketing myself and being a professional in the industry. So that's kind of how the idea behind Socially Alicia became. I love that story. I love how you took that opportunity once again. That seems like a pattern for you. And then you find the opportunity and you just capitalize on it. 
Yeah. And I, I seem to say yes to a lot of things. Sometimes I say yes to doing things that I, I have no idea what they'll lead to. Um, but I always gain something from them, whether that's a friend, an experience, a line. Like last, last year I worked on, uh, a TV series called Ride, and I was a background in a rodeo queen competition, which is funny enough. And I met awesome. the costume gal yeah. that that did costumes there, and she was asking me about what I do for work, and I was telling her, and I said, I'm still kind of seeing exactly where I want to go, but this is what I'm doing. And she said, Well, you know what, Alicia? She goes, When something comes into your life and it feels right, just keep saying yes because it's probably meant to be. And when things are meant to happen in your Absolutely. life, you'll know. And Anyways, that stuck with me uh, forever. And I just keep saying yes to the things that feel right. And it keeps leading to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It sounds so simple to say yes, but sometimes it's scary, you know, or sometimes you question yourself. Mm -hmm. And just that fortitude of saying yes and believing in yourself is so important because you never know the next yes. opportunity. No, no. And yeah. what led uh, into kind of so. You know, I do the social media content creation, but what led into more of the sideline reporting that I'm doing is I got a call a couple of weeks before the Pinocchio Stampede in 20, that was last year, so 2022. And they said, would you like to do some interviews? I said, well, I suppose I could do that. That would be great. That would be lovely. I'd love to do that. And they asked about doing, you know, some video work myself and I'd been playing with a camera, but I didn't have one of my own. And so I went out and bought my first camera and spent the most money I had ever put on my credit card in my entire life, just hoping that this would become something. And now it's my full-time job. That's so cool. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I think that's so encouraging for people. I don't really care what age, if you believe in yourself, you just bet on yourself, but you have to put in the work. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And there's definitely times of doubt. I had a lot of times of doubt. And even my dad, he he's more of a traditional guy in the sense of you need to be working a nine to five and you need to be on a payroll. And uh, this stuff, the social media stuff isn't going to work out for you, Alicia. And you know what I say? I talk to a lot of people in the industry and older generations that are like social media is bad. People out there just on their phone all the time. And they, and I do. I do get caught up. I do not. There, there are times when social media isn't good. You know, when we're stuck on our phones, we're not living in the moment and we're not just appreciating the things in front of us, but there's also so much good to it. So that's also something that Absolutely. I, that I talk about a lot um, and try to explain is it's not my whole life because I put boundaries and I, and I understand that there's a lot more else lot more out there than just social media. So I'm not completely because sometimes I get bothered bugged pretty pretty good about that. But right. Well I love how you manage that. You know, this is work and this is my time to live in the moment, like you say. But thank yeah. goodness you do what you do because there's so many beautiful rodeos you get to cover. A lot of people in the in the United States and, and elsewhere don't get to go to. You know, but now through, you know, socially Alicia, they can see the rodeo and feel like they're there because you know how to shoot it. And I've I've been really lucky. This year has been incredible to me. I, I started off the early summer run over Cowboy Christmas working the Pinocchio Stampede. 
and that's Canada's biggest rodeo and my absolute favorite. So I did that. And then shortly after I got asked to work the Calgary Stampede, which is something that I would have never dreamed of. And I got to create video content for them and, and provide um, kind of these daily video recaps of the athletes and rodeo. And it's, it was just my dream job. I absolutely loved it. I wasn't ready for it. I'll tell you that I had no idea how the heck I was going to manage that and my social media clients and the other tasks, but I knew that I couldn't say no because I needed to open that door. Um, and that's sure. kind of how my summer's been. It's been one thing after another thing, after another thing of me just wanting to say yes and do it and being absolutely exhausted when I get home. But having so much happiness and so much just so much happiness knowing that I'm doing what I love because not everyone can say that they get to do that and I've been very lucky that I I got to finish my reign as Miss Rodeo Canada and continue doing something in the industry that's in a positive light yeah that that's awesome and you're the one that said yes but Man, that's another reason I love the Western industry. It has so many different opportunities. It's not just a horse trainer or just a bull rider. There's so many other things you can make your way in. Exactly. There's there's a lot. And I mean, a lot of my other queen, rodeo queen friends from the time, like, I mean, Florida, Wyoming, Nebraska, all these girls, they've somehow found something to do in the Western industry, whether it's a marketing or PR or sponsorship. They all have cool jobs in in the western world or reigning or cutting and it's it's cool that there's that many avenues to go down because i believe at one point or another it it was probably pretty hard to branch out and find a paying job within the industry that for anybody that wasn't like you know a horse trainer or something like that like it it was probably pretty difficult Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent, but now you can find your way, you know, working for someone or being an entrepreneur like you are, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's what I love about our industry. So what, what are some of your future goals? Oh yeah. I goals are, you know what, last week, or I guess this past week I was doing interviews at the Alberta barrel racing finals and I was interviewing some of the juniors. And for some reason in my head, I had this question. We were kind of running low on questions. She was giving me yes or no's. So I I just said to her, I think she's like a 13-year-old girl. I said, why do you think it's important to set goals? And she right away, her face lit up, which I, I thought was mm-hmm. taking a chance because she'd been giving me really short answers. And she said, if you don't set goals, you have no yeah. idea what you're doing and you don't have anything to look forward to. And, and, uh, hold yourself accountable to. So you need to set goals if they're small, if they're medium or if they're large, it doesn't matter. You just have to have them in place. And I, <laughs> it kind of gave me a reality shock. Like maybe I need to listen to this girl and set, set some goals in myself because sometimes we get so busy <laughs> with life and, and doing what we're doing that we, we forget that there's always something bigger, something better. And um, so some of my goals definitely would be to expand my team. I've been so busy this summer that I haven't had the chance to cover everything that I wanted to. And I'm starting to realize that quality really matters over quantity. Um, 
And so I always mm-hmm. want to make sure with my work that people are getting quality. And I think in order to do that and expand and do all of the things that I want to do, I need, I need to hire somebody and make my team bigger. So it might not be socially Alicia for much longer. It might be socially something else, but (laughs) um, that's definitely one of my goals heading into the new year. One day I would love to work the Wrangler national finals rodeo um, in media and do some production and some filming. I love conducting interviews and setting athletes up to tell their stories. That's one of my biggest passions is telling yeah. other, giving people the opportunity to tell their stories in a light that they've never experienced before. And at last year's Canadian finals, I pitched right. the idea to one of the sponsors that a lot of you might see CVS controls is on horses like Tyson, the famous uh, steer wrestling horse of Curtis Cassidy's. And I said, you know, you have such a cool uh, team of athletes that you sponsor we should do some sit down interviews and, and have them tell their stories on behalf of your team and Lyle Kurtz he said sure so I did that I sat down guys like Curtis Cassidy Tanner Milan, Jeremy Bueller and I remember this was a cool story too Jeremy Bueller I didn't really know him very well very nice guy always to me but didn't know him and he sat down in the chair and he said Alicia I gotta talk to you after I need some help with my social media and I said sounds good Jeremy we got that I got it you're good and he said also you're gonna have to send me this interview because I've done interviews before and I just really didn't like the way that they turned out I just always want to make sure that everything that I say is in a positive light or that it's how I want people to to see my personality and what I do. I said, yeah, for sure. I'm never going to make you do something that you don't like. And when I finished his interview and sent it to him and we we posted it, people were went crazy. They loved it. And I had this idea in my head of making sure that these athletes were going to be presented to the public in a way that was authentic and true to them and told their story. And that's exactly what happened. And when I got kind of the verification from Jeremy that he loved it, that just made me realize like I have such a passion for doing this and I want to make sure that I, every athlete feels like their story can be told like that. Because sometimes you do those quick two-minute interviews all the time. Um, you get pretty used to that and you, you kind of forget where you come from and, and to tell the world your story. And I think it's really important. Right. Man, that's a great answer. You know, because a lot of people just see the Cowboys or Cowgirls for two to eight seconds, you know. And that's it. They don't know mm-hmm. everything that went into getting them there, into into that arena. And when you tell that story and what it feels yeah. like and running down the road at midnight with your horses, it, it really kind of opens up kind of like with a stock contractor. Nobody really knows all that goes on and how much work. No. And I think once those stories are out there and people understand them and see them, mm-hmm. it, it changes the perceptive really quick for rodeo mm-hmm. and the Western sports. And the thing I'm learning about somebody who wants to make And I still don't know why. I'm still studying my own chemistry. I don't know why I love telling other people's stories so much. I think it comes from seeing the joy that they get and realizing like where they started and where they are now. And that comes back to that mentorship and that leadership that I I like. Um, So I don't know why I love that so much. But I am learning that it takes a certain person to want to see the good in everybody to be able to to tell that story Mm -hmm. and create something that other people can see too. 
And I know I am that person. So I want to keep finding opportunities to do that within the Western industry. And it doesn't always come easy. It's not always going to be a paid position. It's not always going to be short hours. It's not always going to be easy to find the people to do it or find the right stories. But when it all comes together and it clicks, and it might only be one story that does every little while, it makes it worth it because I don't know. There, Like you said, there are so many stories out there that need to be told and need to be filmed and need to be shown to the world because it truly does yeah. make you have an appreciation for this industry and how unique it is. Yeah, I think you just summed up the industry as well. Lots of hours, you know, <laughs> countless hours and a lot of hard work. But at the end of the day, when you have that one good day or that good ride, it makes it all mm -hmm. worthwhile. Mm -hmm. was just, I'll just say this really quick. I was talking to, to someone the other day about just raising kids and, and being able to raise kids in, in the ranching or rodeo community versus not having that opportunity. And they were just saying to me, this industry teaches the lessons of hard work and work ethic and perseverance that nothing else does. And that's really what, yeah. you know, when you go to the Wrangler national finals and you're surrounded by people that all work in the, the Western industry, it's like, it's, it's, you're surrounded by the best people in the world because they have the same attitude yeah. and the same manners and the same qualities that you hope everybody will one day have. But yeah. Man, I, I love that. It's so well said, you know, and I love seeing the generations at the mm -hmm. events and just going up and down the street. There's nothing like that. And, you know, last year at the NFR, I was talking to, um, there was a taxi cab driver, Uber driver, I'm sorry, Uber driver. And he said, this is our favorite two weeks of the year because everyone is so nice and so polite yes. and, and they just enjoy it. So, and that just says a lot about our industry. Mm-hmm. Well, Alicia, thank you so much for being on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I appreciate you and, and what you do for the industry and sharing it with everyone else who uh, maybe isn't in it yet, but would like to be. They can absolutely follow you on Socially Alicia and uh, yes, learn a lot. Well, we love the pictures and love <laughs> your stories and we'll have all your contact information on the podcast so everybody can follow you. And thanks again for taking time. We know you're always busy, but uh, we appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you to all the great sponsors of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. If you or your business is interested in being a sponsor of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, please call our office at 830-992-1786 or visit our website, cowboyentrepreneur.com.